0: blind guy to say
1: Hi, guys. Welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am Stephen Scott, and I am joined today by Jonathan Penny from ITV. Hello to you, and uh, happy new week to you, Jonathan. I would say new month, but we're not quite there yet.
0: (laughs) Hi. Thanks very much. It's good to be here.
1: I'm so glad to get you on because we wanted to talk to you about this new TV drama from ITV called Trigger Point, which is uh, advertised everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. It is huge, and uh, we're going to kick things off by playing the trailer, which you have voiced the AD part uh, of the trailer you voiced. So let's hear uh, what Trigger Point is all about first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the audio description and some extras that blind people can enjoy. An evacuated street.
2: Expo One, what's your location?
1: From Jed Mercurio. We're acting on Intel. There's a bomb factory.
0: A raid. On
2: me! My gut tells me we're dealing with sophisticated bombers. He knows how to move, he knows how to behave like a firearms officer. It's an organised terrorist. I'm bomb disposal. I need you to stay still for me, okay? You need to
0: hurry. Thirty seconds.
2: No, 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 wait, wait, wait.
0: Fingers on a light switch. The aftermath of an explosion, then a car bomb device. A dark-haired woman diffusing a bomb vest. Realise the bombers could be here, watching every move we make.
2: They know call out times, how we think, how we move, everything. You know they're attacking public sites in London.
0: A red countdown.
2: Where the hell are the bombers getting military grade explosive? Someone knows something. Oh my God.
0: Trigger point. Sunday 23rd of January at 9pm on
1: ITV and ITV Hub. Oh, sounds so good. I've been recording it on my I see the thing is I still see taping it. Uh, but that doesn't mean anything anymore, Jonathan. Nobody knows what I'm talking <laughs> about. Uh, all the all the kids are like, "We talking about taping things?" But yeah, I'm still recording it because I like to I like to binge watch these things. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to to watching all of it. Um, now you lead the team who create the audio description for programmes at ITV. So this is is a one of many dramas and TV shows that you've audio described. Your team have audio described as well. But this time around, something a bit different happened. And um, I I think it was really exciting when I heard it come to fruition because a lot of people may not be aware of this. And this is kind of why I wanted to have this conversation with you today. You are really user-led these days. You you especially, you've put together a fantastic team of people who are uh, working together, blind and partially sighted people, coming onto user forums uh, at ITV, talking about audio description and how to improve it, Things that maybe need to be changed and bring in new features as well, and that's exactly what happened with Trigger Point. I'll save the headline for for a moment. I just want to talk about those user forums first. How did they get started? How did you begin? And and how did you come to the conclusion that you know what? Let's actually get some blind, partially sighted people in here and you know find out what people think about this, this audio description we do.
0: Yeah, it's a really good um, a good place to start, I guess. So when my team. Um, became a sort of in-house part of ITV early on in 2020, which was, you know, very soon after we we came in-house. I wanted to set up this this focus group, this kind of permanent team of people, uh, you know, users, I, ITV viewers who, as you say, you know, use AD in, in, in one way or another. Really initially conceived as a kind of editorial area, I suppose, you know, looking at sort of how we... Go about the the sort of day to day way of describing programs, but very quickly it kind of the scope of it broadened to to include. You know, we've used the um, the forum as a way to to address. Issues around usability of the, the the various hub platforms, you know, and how they interact with screen readers, or you know, technical. There was a, a one in particular, a kind of a, an iOS um, technical issue that we were able to kind of hear about very quickly, thanks to the forum, and also sort of bigger issues like around how we choose what content's going to get audio description, how we retrospectively kind of um, address scheduling gaps that you know in in old programs that are repeating that that users make a, make us aware of um, and also you know i think probably most excitingly um like you say as as a an area where we can find out more about new services and new new directions that the service can take so the 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 first and sort of um the big one the first big one of those that we did was through 2020 and 2021 where we did this kind of our version of, um, I think, a conversation that's been happening across audio description, you know, started by quite a big research project that Royal Holloway did in conjunction with the organisation Vocalise, um, which was called Describing Diversity, and essentially was a way of looking at how how well audio description handles physical description and, and, and aspects of visible diversity. Um, and our version of, of this um, this research question if you like firstly threw up the sort of need that I think in, in particular in, in television you know where all of the audio description that a user hears is what is you know delivered in between the gaps in, in the in the finished program you know whereas in theater and in other sort of live settings there is this kind of Golden opportunity of of the the audio introduction to convey extra details that there aren't time to say anywhere else. But but sticking with the sort of status quo, I, I guess initially, we found that even within those constraints, we were not doing as good a job as we could have, you know, as we could do at really conveying the 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 breadth of on-screen diversity in in our shows. And um, th- there were two main, I guess, justifications for you know why that needed to be addressed firstly because sometimes that kind of information around race ethnicity in particular can be very significant to a program's plot and to a sort of full comprehension of what a show is about and often it's only present visually it's not something that otherwise is kind of indicated in the program soundtrack and the second reason is is more from a, a sort of representation standpoint that you know really if we want blind and visually impaired people to feel that they can be a part of that diversity conversation and actually, you know, make those same judgments around, oh, did I feel that that show, you know, is that broadcaster doing well in terms of its, you know, the diversity targets it may, it may have set or are they doing not so well, you know, um, and actually unless that is kind of stated in the audio description, it's not a. Uh, it's not something that's otherwise made available to, to to a large part of our audience. So I think th- those were two areas where it was really important to, like you say, make sure that our service, which, at the end of the day, I think nowadays most of us, <laughs> all of us, I hope, feel is something that kind of goes, well beyond complying with the the requirement to supply audio description, but actually to ensure that our service is taking into account and representing the diverse views of a diverse or diverse audiences. Yeah. Um, I, think I, that's, I
1: think that's clear from the fact that, you know, certainly from what ITV has done, what you have done at ITV and, you know, bear in mind, you're a commercial company. So, you know, if, if anyone was to level the charge at anyone for not doing the job properly, it would usually be a commercial company, right? Because the the, the pound is the, the bottom line. But, you know, you're going beyond what the regulation states. Ofcom says minimum 10% audio description of the channel. And I think what you're up to about 20% or something, probably more than that when you have repeats running. Yeah, I think ITV1
0: um tends to sit between 20 25% but but like you say with those those channels where the schedules are skewed more towards repeats like i think itv 3 is nearly mm. kind of 70% at the last time the last
1: time that was 70% um, i mean just let's just sit on that for a 70% of that channel i mean that's incredible the minimum is is 10 and we, of course it makes sense doesn't it because the, the content builds up over time and like i hinted at earlier with the sort of looking back at
0: these old older shows as well we, we've been able to in the last year or so f- fix if you like the sort of um ad archive for a number of you know classic um kind of itv shows like you know inspector morse touch of frost uh, midsummer murders that kind of thing where we had a a, a patchy uh, coverage of ad um, and where we've now been able to start making sure that whether that is you know Talking about linear repeats on the the various ITV channels, or whether it's being released as a box set on on the ITV Hub, or or even on on BritBox or something like that, that we are making AD available where we have it for everything. We're trying to make it available in in a complete way, so that a user doesn't feel, you know, obviously that's a really awful kind of user experience to have audio description on series one and then not on series two or whatever it is, you know, but, but like trying to aim for that consistency of experience is something that I think is really important. And
1: is that something you welcome feedback on as well? I mean, even outside of the user forum, if someone notices something like an episode that doesn't have AD, you're welcoming people to say, hey, you know, can we fix this?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if people do notice things like that, we would love people to get in touch. The best email is um, accessibility at ITV.com. Well, that's easy. Um yeah, it's, it's it's great, you know, and 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 that you know having that even having that sort of snappy address as well is is part of a, a recent development where we've been able to to you know have our have our own accessibility expertise as part of the in house um, team that's supporting all of the sort of you know broadcast and on demand side at ITV, and you know we've also just very recently you know launched a, a kind of a, a champions network for for accessibility which is, you know, like I'm sure you will have heard from from other companies as well, is a way that I guess the load of accessibility, the responsibility can start to be shared across the company rather than having it be, you know, something that only one team is responsible for actually sharing that that responsibility and kind of embedding it across the company, you know, whether it's just with supporting different teams to, to look at their own areas of work and kind of make, make small improvements, but, you know, small improvements add up. And and if it means that in, in the future, accessibility being baked into things from the start gives is going to give, you know, eventually a kind of much more inclusive, Service and and you know inclusive products for people to access those services as
1: well. You've done a great job on diversity. You've talked about that and uh, you know making people aware of of race uh, within programming can really help people understand the program better. But the challenge you're always going to face with audio description, and I'm telling you this as if you don't know, is the constraints of time. You only have so much space in an episode. In some programs, there's very little space to To describe to give information and you do that as much as you can, but like I say, there's only so much time in there and when it comes to trigger point, this is where things uh, changed a little bit because you talked earlier about the i guess the the theater equivalent is touch tour where you get to go behind scenes, you get to you know feel the costumes, you get to maybe even meet the characters and get a sense of who they are and and what they are and 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 what they're what their kinks are, you know, maybe things in the episode that perhaps would be important to know visually that you may not be able to address on screen. And that is where essentially this extras came from, the meet the characters aspect of Trigger Point. Tell people about how this came to be and and what you did here.
0: Yeah, so absolutely very much inspired by... Um, the touch tour that, you know, users w- would get at an audio described performance in, in, in the theatre, um, and also that kind of spoken audio introduction that, you know, is often delivered kind of five minutes before the, the curtain goes up, which, like you say, means that it sets things up. So it means that an AD user would start listening to the, the described version of a play already having a, a, a picture of maybe the the set and the location and, and what the main characters you know not you don't want to n- know what every member of the chorus is, what color their socks are or something like that you know it's <laughs> it's it's the big kind of you know the the costumes that say something about the main characters you know yeah. the, the 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 way they walk the their physicality and i think that's that's just a way uh, you know something that kind of reflects how a non-blind user can always be taking that visual information in while the dialogue is happening whereas you know like you say audio description is kind of constrained by only having those those gaps to to present that information and looking at a way that we could sort of make the same thing happen for TV is something that has been kind of in the back of my mind for you know I think eight years or something like that like since I started doing the kind of dabbling in the the live audio description as well which doing it for sort of theatre and opera and things like that and thinking well hang on this this is a really useful tool that means my description on the whole is better there are fewer things that have to go unsaid because i've had that chance to kind of you know whether everyone chooses to listen to the audio introduction or not but you've put the information there so that if someone is particularly interested in what characters look like because i know this from from the forum again this this seems to differ depending on you know people's own experience of sight and you know somebody who was born blind might be less interested in the details of costumes than than somebody who's lost their sight later in life so it's important to kind of I guess reflect that we're 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 making it available as an extra we're not we're not saying everybody has to listen to this our you know understanding of the audio description depends on you listening to this um, it's very much a kind of a way that we're looking to enhance the service for people who want it um, so what we did here was collaborate with um, our colleagues in marketing to create this kind of meet the characters yeah character descriptions we as in the audio description team wrote these first person descriptions where we kind of convey the the physical details that we want to about the the main the five main characters in trigger point and also kind of we go a little bit further we kind of talk a bit about their their jobs, their relationships, their you know the the their their interactions with the other characters, I guess, and you know initially that was something that we thought, oh you know well is this are we are we sort of overstepping our remit a bit you know we're you know there are some um, kind of schools of audio description that very much are are uh, you know um, treat anything that's a little bit um, beyond the what you can see with your eyes as as you know being too interpretative or um you know information that we basically shouldn't convey and i think how we how we approached this was that actually and again there's something from from having a, a, a conversation with a user this week as well who said it was really great to have all those kind of relationships reinforced because often the kind of warmth between characters or or, or lack of warmth you know um is conveyed by kind of subtle glances or little sort of physical cues that perhaps individually are you know might not be significant enough for us to describe or you know might not again like you say we might not have time to describe them but actually altogether they they for a, a non-blind viewer give a picture of two characters who are in a warm um, relationship with each other and actually oh, just right. kind of-
1: alternatively, could he give the game away down the line? I mean, that's the other side of it. You know, it may be a relationship which is budding, which those glances suggest that perhaps there's a, an interest there. But, you know, it's not a relationship. It's, you, you know, what I mean, it, it, sometimes AD could go the other way. It could actually tell you the story before you get to it. And I guess that's that's the balance. I want to give an example of this, Jonathan, because uh, you've, you've got the characters- to uh, read out these synopses of their characters and who they are, um, which I thought was brilliant, by the way. I mean, I was expecting you or someone else to just read this. I didn't expect the actual characters themselves, the people themselves who play these parts, to actually do this. Let's hear this is Vicky McClure, the lead character in Trigger Point. This is her character uh, speaking here. And this is part of the Meet the Characters Um, feature from ITV, which we will link to in our show notes. Uh, This is her talking about her character, Lana Washington.
2: I'm Lana Washington. Some people call me Wash. I'm an explosives officer or expo with the Metropolitan Police. I'm white in my thirties with short brown hair, a slim build and steely blue eyes. I'm direct, straightforward and don't suffer faults. There's no time for messing about in a job like mine. I trained in the military along with some of my fellow expos and have a close bond with my senior, Nut. We spent time together in Afghanistan and trust each other to make the right call under pressure. I use Nut's wire cutters, his snips, when I'm working. They're my lucky pair, but he thinks I'm daft for saying so. I'm seeing a guy called Tom, a DI, outside of work, but only Nut's aware of this. Tom and I haven't made it public knowledge yet. Tom's a nice guy, but maybe a bit keen. I prefer to play things cool. I'm pretty tough, and that's the side of me I like others to see.
1: You know what I love about that, Jonathan? That not only does it give you a sense of who that character is, and that's great for a blind person, and of course, having those individual static shots of the character does that as well, which is great for someone with low vision, having the ability just to focus in on that for a second. This is great for anybody. You know, anybody who's been watching the series or wants to watch it and maybe just wants a sense of who the characters are. You know, we don't always pick up on everything as we go along. I mean, you know, how many times have my wife and I have almost fallen out over a TV show because it's like I don't know what's going on here and she like, Well <laughs> tell me, I don't understand and you know, and just having a bit of background, just a little bit of background, can really make the difference. This is this is a great thing.
0: Well, thanks. You know, and that's exactly the the sort of aim. I think is is you know having this thing that we can do, and and hopefully, you know, we're we're currently sort of working on one of these for Coronation Street, actually, oh, um, which, as you can imagine, um, has has got quite a, a a larger cast than Trigger Point. So, you know, obviously, it requires a bit of um, a bit of coordination, and also, you know, we with this haven't kind of we didn't really go into locations at all you know it was and i think you know it's not too much of a spoiler i know you haven't seen it yet to say that the locations in in a show like this are not as important really you know they're (laughs) Everyone can picture a police station. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not a a, a huge part of the, uh, you know, there aren't like set major locations where you know a visual understanding of those is crucial to your your comprehension of the show. Whereas with a period drama or something like that, obviously that visual richness, that you know, productions spend such a lot of money getting to look authentic and and all that is it is absolutely something where we would think, right, well let's have a kind of uh, an equivalent of that where we we talk through the locations and then again if someone is interested in you know whether it's architecture interior design more more those kind of visual look of a program they could access that and and and, and use it if they want to and with cory as well you know there are such a lot of locations and there is actually such a lot of kind of history within the show as well that we want to try and kind of do justice to in a way that can sort of i guess both Help for a new or an old viewer of of Corrie have that relevance of like you know where is the Rovers in relation to that person's house or where you know that kind of geography of the street, mm. but also a kind of sense of like what do the different properties locations say about the people who spend time there and. Is there any, you know, do we need to say, well, th- something significant happened here, a death, a birth, a fight?
1: Um, like well, you said, any trying to... of those places in Coronation Street, surely. Exactly, yeah. That's why it's taking us a long time. <laughs> How far back I are you think, going? You know, Is it Mike Baldwin, Mavis? Are you going by uh, that
0: well, that's the thing. It's, it's an, an ever-changing <laughs> cast as well, isn't it? Um, but doing this for Trigger Point has been fantastic because it's a sort of, um, we've we've got such great feedback from users and from kind of other sort of industry professionals as well that we want to now we're kind of going back and saying right well this is our, this has been our I guess a proof of concept or a calling card or something like that look this is what we can do if we work with marketing and work with production as well you know obviously and, and, and having the, 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 the talent, the actors on board like you said really takes it to that next level and makes it a sort of more of an exclusive piece of content so now what we're doing is kind of looking at you know how are we gonna try and do this again how are we gonna you know is it we want it to be something that we can offer more regularly so that's the sort of the next stage of of conversations that we're having at the moment
1: before i let you go jonathan i do have to ask this question because i'd be uh, hunted down by my listeners otherwise uh we did put out on twitter that we were going to be talking to you today and tim dixon got in touch and i think You know, Tim summarizes a lot of the questions I tend to get a lot whenever I speak to somebody like yourself. Um, He asks the question, why can't I get AD on my Apple TV, ITV Hub app, Uh, and the ITV Hub app on iOS blocks mirroring? He says, very frustrated as I wanted to watch Trigger Point and can't, especially disappointing when seeing the YouTube video of the characters describing themselves. So plus point, (laughs) negative point from Tim on that one. Jonathan? Yeah, I think, um, so as
0: as Tim and other users will know, at the moment, audio description is available on linear broadcast, and then in terms of the, the sort of catch-up and on-demand side, it is for now limited to those mobile app versions of the hub, so on, on Android and on iOS. And it's the same for BritBox, the um, subscription platform as well, uh, which offers AD on its mobile apps all i can say is that it's we're very much aware you know through the forum and all, all the kind of user engagement um, that we do that this is an area where we need to do better and at the moment we're working with all of our tech teams across ITV to bring ad to more of those shared platforms
1: well i think you're doing a great job jonathan it certainly trigger point is a fantastic i think a real marker uh, in the world of audio description because you're taking it to the next level, you're giving us more information on our program ahead of its release, um, and you know, just doing great work in, in terms of audio description and, and really pushing and I think listening and I I say this because I was in the room when a virtual room obviously uh, when you know this conversation came up and I will say it had nothing to do with me I think I was chomping on a Mars bar all the time <laughs> but you know someone who was far smarter than me said you know hey what about this idea and you know you. Leapt on it and said, "Hey, let's do this!" And you know, suddenly it, it has come to fruition. I was also in, in part of the conversation where there was discussions around race, uh, discussions around the the good and the bad about audio description in terms of quality. And I personally have noted a real improvement in audio description and the. Uh, the what I'm getting from the program, the information as a blind person I get from the program. And I just, I think it's important to congratulate. In a world where everyone loves to criticize, um, you know, it's frankly easy to criticize. uh, We don't often praise enough. And I think you should be praised for the work you've done. Um, You know, there are always going to be people who want more. And I think, you know, what Tim says in his message on Twitter is just, uh, I think, if I'm honest, an example of a community who just want more of this. And I guess that's where your frustrations lie as well. There's only so much you can physically do at the moment, right? And you you want to do more, and you will do more. It takes time. This doesn't happen overnight. And the fact is that the community want it. And that's got to be a good feeling, right? I mean, in amongst it all, it's a good feeling that you're doing something that you're hearing the community tell you is improving and is appreciated.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, and you know, to to you and all of the other forum members as well, because it, it's it's just a you know ha- having a sort of a, a group of you know people who I and I'm not going to say like-minded because that's the whole point of it is that you're, yeah, you exactly, you yeah. you have a a diverse group of people who think differently and and actually you know keep you on your toes and having that sort of sense that you can get a, a a robust um critique as well as a, a sort of you know a, a slap on the back is something that's re- really valuable because um it's the only way that that we can get better as a service but also i think um with with things like this you know you having platforms to to shout about the good um the wins as well is is a way that you can hopefully encourage you know we want more broadcasters to to do this as well you know i don't want it to just be an itv thing i know i know you know similar things happen i think in in north america and and um in bits of europe as well where there's this kind of extra content that's made available for for the benefit of blind and visually impaired audiences and i just think it's 20 years ago it's the kind of thing that you couldn't have asked every non-blind viewer in the country to, to stop for five minutes and listen while the audio description introduced the next programme but now with the kind of platform that I guess the internet provides you know having, having somewhere like YouTube or wherever it, it might be in the future where something like this can sit and be accessible to people whether they're gonna watch the show at nine o'clock on a Sunday or whether, you know, like you said, you're planning to do like save them up and, and, and watch them together at a later date, you've got this opportunity to go and sort of self serve the um the extra content and and hopefully just as is the intention for it to sort of enhance and enrich the, the description that's provided that's that's provided within the program
1: too. One final question. Can people still join the user forum? Absolutely so I think
0: um that email address again, if anyone's got any Feedback on on Triggerpoint in particular or on on the the character descriptions or in general about, you know, positive or negative um, things to do with ITV's AD service. um, The email address is accessibility at ITV.com. And absolutely, if anyone um, is interested in in finding out more about the users forum as well, um,
1: then, yeah, please do get in touch. Get your voice in. And if you do have something to say, get in touch with Jonathan via that email address, accessibility@itv.com. We'll put that into our show notes. We'll also put a full link to the Meet the Characters episode as well and details of where you can get information on ITV Hub and uh, BritBox downloads for your phones as well. We'll put it all in the notes. Uh, for now though, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on to Blind Guy Talks Tech. Thanks for having me. And if you want to share your thoughts and views with us, then you're more than welcome to. say it with us. It's just me. Uh, email me. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com. I think it was a million of us sitting here. Uh, hello <laughs> at blindguytalkstech.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. And uh, we'll play that out on our weekend edition show, which goes out on Friday on the podcast, 204 571 Sean's not here to sing it for you today. And I'm not doing that. 204 0204- Five seven one three three five four. It's not as good as like, accessibilityitv.com. I'll give you that, Jonathan. But you know, it's, it'll, it'll do for now. I uh, thought you were going to put me on the spot and get <laughs> me to sing it, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, a, you're a talker, not a singer. You're like me. <laughs> you're like me. Uh, that's it for the podcast today. We're back tomorrow.